0: preaching on the doctrines of the devil. Doctrines of devils. Amen. And, uh, we've done taught about ten Sunday schools on this. We're going to hit it another lick or two. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, verse 1, that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And we've covered a whole bunch of them. No need to go back down through them all again. But uh, I'd like to call your attention to 1 John, chapter number 5. We're going to cover one that I believe is the doctrine of the devil, and I believe it, to me, it's worthy of breaking fellowship. You say, why? I don't want to be around somebody that's going to undermine somebody's faith. Amen. It undermines somebody's faith, and ultimately, I believe, it's heresy, I believe that uh, it will it causes doubt, and I believe whatsoever is not a faith is sin. sin. Romans fourteen twenty three. Whatsoever is not a faith is sin, and uh, so I believe if people don't have faith to believe the truth, and they preach this false doctrine, I believe it's sin because it's rooted in unbelief. I believe it's heresy. Heresy is a work of flesh. I believe that somebody's not believing the Word of God. And if they don't believe the book, the way it's written, plainly, rightly divided, I can't have fellowship with it. You say, Preacher, what are you talking about? I'm talking about eternal salvation. Amen. Amen. I believe in eternal salvation. These people say, well, so do we. No, you don't. They don't believe it. You see, how do you know they don't believe it? They don't believe in eternal security. So they ultimately don't believe in eternal salvation. They believe that eternal life is based upon how you live versus what Christ has done. And there's a big difference. And we'll go through scriptures today to show you some stuff that if you believe your Bible, rightly divided, you will see some stuff today that will make a difference on whether you believe you're saved forever, once and for all. Amen. 1 John chapter number 5. As I was talking to my Uncle Dwayne, he was mixed up in the same thing that I was mixed up in. And uh, I one time thought I lost my salvation according to the Scriptures. And I thought I was doomed and lost forever and never could ever, ever, ever be saved. Because I willfully sinned. And uh, I wound up getting that thing right. God showed me things through the Scriptures that I have eternal life return, reversed my beliefs in this because I believe the scripture is not what I felt. I believe the scripture is not what man said. These people have Bible, they're using, but it's not rightly divided. Right? Mm-hmm. So I told Uncle Dwayne, I said, Dwayne, I said, the bottom line is, you don't know what eternal life is. If you don't know what eternal life is, how do you know whether you have eternal life or don't have eternal life? You must know and understand what the Bible says eternal life is. First John 5.20 tells you, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know what? Him. That is true. And we are in Him that is true. Even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God, comma, and eternal life. You know what Jesus Christ is? He is eternal life. He is life eternal. Now notice what he says. He said in verse 9, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is what? Greater. For this is the witness of God, Amen, which hath testified of His Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness where? In Himself. Who's the witness? To the Holy Ghost. Amen. He that believeth not, God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave his, of his Son. This is a record that God has given to us what? Eternal life. And this life is where? In his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Pretty simple, ain't it? These things have I written on you to believe on the name of the Son of God. That you may know you have what? Eternal life. That we may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now, eternal life is Jesus Christ. Eternal life is in Jesus Christ. Right? According to what? The feeling I have in my body. better be careful if you trust in a feeling. I understand, amen, a feeling may come about. And you may feel good when you got saved. You may feel the peace of God, the touch of God, the blessing of God. What do you do when that peace leaves? What do you do when that blessing leaves? Yeah. What do you do when you sin and you get guilty against God and now you're filled with anguish and grief and vexation? Yeah. Amen. All of a sudden your salvation's gone because you don't feel it anymore. Amen. Your salvation is not based on a feeling. That's right. What's it based upon? Faith and facts. The Word of God. What's the Word of God say? Where's eternal life at? How do you know that? By something you feel going on in your soul or something you've read on a piece of paper. I read it out of the Word of God. The Word of God tells me I can know I have eternal life. How can I know i got eternal life? Because of feeling that's inside my soul... Because the Word of God says, if I've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ my Savior, place my faith in Him, what? He that what? Half the Son, half what? See, my salvation is based on what the Word of God says. Amen? It's not based upon what I'm feeling down inside it. Well, you got the witness in yourself, and your spirit's going to bear witness with our spirit. Listen, you better have more than that. Amen? I have the Word of God. And what I'm telling you today is based upon the Word of God. Amen. Because when the faith leaves, <laughs> and it will sometimes, right? And when the feeling leaves, you better have something rock solid you can depend upon. And it's not you pray to prayer. My faith stands in the Word of God, not in the wisdom of men. Right. Amen. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. My salvation is based on the Word of God. What's messing everybody up is they don't have, number one, the word of God. Number two, they don't rightly divide the Bible. They better base it. Listen, there's people out there who think Acts 2.38 is going to get into heaven today and nowhere in Acts chapter number two is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for salvation. It's not in there. There's a bunch of them got a false plan of salvation. There's a bunch of them think they're going to heaven preaching a false gospel out of the Bible. They're going to die and go to hell gotta have more than just some bible facts you better have the bible rightly divided let me show you something today let's go to john chapter number 14 i'm going to show you some things through the bible through the word of god today uh, there's a lot of people out there that have trouble with eternal life there's all kinds of denominations free will baptists are real bad at it You uh, your pentecostals 99 of all pentecostals charismatics all those type of groups, all of them are, don't believe you have eternal life. Amen. The Church of Christ, they still don't believe you got eternal life because after you've been admitted, believed, confessed, repented, and was baptized, then you got to live it. you got to keep the commandments. And hopefully one day you're good outweigh your bad. So they don't know. Catholics don't know. They call that the sin of presumption. Mormons don't know. Jehovah's Witnesses don't know. Amen. There are very few people who believe. Listen, believing in eternal security is an old-time Baptist, amen, distinctive. Amen. I believe the very Word of God. I received the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. And I believe that salvation is eternal. Based upon what He did, not what I do. That's an old-fashioned Baptist distinctive. Amen. John chapter number 14. I want to show you some things. Verse 13. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will what? Did you ask Him to save you? I mean, did you? Did you come to Him and ask Him and say, Lord, please, I'm lost. I know I'm lost. I know I'm going to hell. I'm sorry for what I've done wrong. God, I need you and I need to be saved and I want you to save me. Save my soul, God! If you asked Him, what did He say He'd do? Do it. Do it. Is there a condition put on that right there? Alright, watch this. Verse 15. If you love me, keep my... So all of a sudden, all these people are going to go, so you've got to keep the commandments. Nope. If you love them, you'll, you'll obey them. Nope. Watch this. My salvation ain't based upon whether I obey Him or not. That's right. Amen? Uh, as far as keeping all the commandments, my, my salvation is based on if I obey the gospel. Amen. Verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you what? Another comforter, that He may abide with you how long? Forever. If he comes, he's going to abide with me how long? Forever. See, this, somebody will say, well, that he may. See, he may. He, he has liberty to come and go and do whatever he wants to do. When he shows up, he's going to abide with me for how long? Amen. Forever. Forever. why? Let's go to Romans chapter number six. Romans chapter number six. I just want to cover some things in the scriptures to show you number one the eternal life is a free gift or or, eternal life Jesus Christ is eternal life number two eternal life is a free gift Romans chapter number six Romans chapter number six verse 23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Can I tell you something? It's not temporal life. Amen. I wasn't put on probation. When I received the Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior, I was pardoned. I was forgiven for every sin, past, present, and future. And I was pardoned. I was not put on probation based upon how I conduct my life from here on out. My salvation is not based on my conduct. Man, every false religious group out there bases salvation upon conduct. I needed to be saved because I had bad conduct. Now that I'm saved, it's not based on my conduct. It's based on my conductor. It's the one that saved me. He's the one that saved me. He's the one that paid the price. Amen. Amen. I admitted I needed a Savior. Because I'm saved, He placed the Holy Ghost inside me and He gave me somebody to help give me power to change my conduct. But my salvation still is not based on my conduct. I have wrong conduct because I'm a human being. I'm a sinner. Amen? And He put a Holy Ghost inside me. The Lord Jesus Christ is inside me and He's empowered me and enabled me to change my conduct. But my salvation is not based on my conduct. Now He wants my conduct changed to, to match my profession of faith. Amen? Look at what it says in Romans 10 and 5 verse 15 but not as the offense so also is the free gift. see it's a free gift for through through the offense one uh, offense of one many be dead much more the grace of God and the gift of God how or the gift by grace verse 16 which is by one man Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. Amen. Not as it was by one, that sin. Talk about Adam. So is the gift. For the judgment was by one, Adam, to the condemnation. The free gift is of many offenses on a justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, that's Adam. Much more, right? They which receive the abundance of grace and of the free, or of the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life by who? One, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the what? Free gift, Free gift came upon all men under justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, many should be made righteous. Amen. Over the law entered, then the offense might what? Abound. Amen. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Amen. That as sin hath reigned on the death, even so grace reigned through righteousness unto what? By who? By you keeping the commandments? Huh? It's not by you living it. It's not by you being baptized. It's not by you keeping the commandments. Amen. It's by Jesus Christ. Amen. Eternal life comes by Jesus Christ. True. Through Jesus Christ. His eternal life. Amen. He offers a free gift and if you take it, it's free. It's not based on how many hoops you dump through. It's not based on how many points you score. It's not based on whether you can walk it or keep it or talk it. It's based on whether you receive it. Amen. John 1.12 To as many as received Him, to them gave He the power of God to become the sons of God. Amen. Right? Right? It's based on whether you receive it and take it. It's a free gift. It's free. If you have to live it and walk it and talk it, listen, then it's not free. Amen. It's conditional. Eternal life is unconditional to anybody, whosoever will. Amen. Come, let him take. Amen. Of the water life freely. You can have eternal life. How? Based on what Jesus Christ did not on what you do. I'm not on probation. I've been pardoned. Amen. John 10. John chapter 10. I'll tell you what the problem is. All right, you made me pull my marker out. i tell you what the problem is. Amen. <laughs> Time. Zero. You say, what zero? That's when Jesus showed up. That's when he was born. Okay? Calvary. This is 33 A.D. You with me? Right? Right? Old Testament starts in Exodus 20, at the giving of the Ten Commandments. Amen? God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai. That's where the Old Testament begins. That's Old Testament. So when you got Jesus Christ born, where was he born? He was born under the Old Testament. When Jesus Christ shows up and begins His ministry in 30 A.D., you know what you're at? You're still under the Old Testament. So when you're reading Matthew, you're reading Mark, you're reading Luke, the exception's John, but there's a hit and miss lick in there about still being under the Old Testament, but he's got the Pauline revelation because it was written in 86 A.D. Amen. The Apostle Paul comes out here and he's writing stuff. Amen. The New Testament begins and John writes over here in 86 AD. It's already past the Pauline revelation. And he keeps showing, believe, believe, believe. But over here, Jesus is telling people, Matthew 19, sirs, what must I do to have eternal life? And he says, keep the commandments. Why is he telling them to keep the commandments? Because they're under the Old Testament. Yep. When he heals the leper, he said, Go and show the priest what happened and pay the gift that Moses said to pay. Why? They're still under the Old Testament. Amen. Everybody saved, amen, in this period is still under the Old Testament. Nobody, amen, is a New Testament Christian at that point. So when you read Matthew mark luke john you're reading stuff there those people aren't born again amen like we are that's right they're under the old testament Yep. nobody's put into christ amen until acts 2. the body of christ starts in acts 2. he calls out a group of people over here in matthew 10. they're not in the body of christ until The Holy Ghost places them into Christ. Jesus said to Peter in Luke 22, When thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. He said that right there in Luke 22, just before Calvary. Just before he enters into the Garden of Gethsemane. Before he becomes sin. Peter is talking with Jesus and Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you. Amen, to have you and sift you as wheat. But I prayed for thee. That thy faith fail not. And he says, When thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Peter wasn't converted until after Calvary. He was called, he was commissioned in Matthew 10. Amen. He fails, he denies Jesus Christ. He didn't lose his salvation, he wasn't converted. He had Old Testament faith until he got converted. Nobody was in Christ till Christ became the firstborn, amen, from the dead. Hello? Y'all with me? Am I losing it? There's people messing their Bible up. They don't understand. Right. New Testament begins at Calvary. You understand? New dispensation. Oh, oh boy, that, that'll help a lot of people right there, won't it? Uh, they don't believe it. It's a Bible word. Yeah. yeah got a minimum two dispensations. Minimum. Yep. Got an no old and new. Something happened. They're not the same. Amen. These people want to teach you salvation is the same through every dispensation. They better get their head screwed on straight. It's right. not. It's different. If it was the same, then why did it change? Yeah. New Testament began here. Amen. They don't know about it till over here. The apostle that preaches it, amen, is saved in Acts 9. But his his revelation doesn't come till out here. When he writes Corinthians, right, 60-something A.D., 62, 3, 4, I don't know the exact date, what's it say over there? First Corinthians, when was it written in your ruckman Bible? But I'm telling you, it's in the 60s. 58 to 60, is when Corinthians was written, this is 33 A.D. Paul declares what the gospel is—the message is given to Paul. Paul's not saved there, but nobody really knows about it. It don't get straight out to Acts 15, and from Acts 15 on, everything changes. Amen. You see what changes? From this point on, you have Paul. From here. You got Peter. You understand? Here is Jerusalem. Amen? Here it's Antioch. Antioch is Syria. Headquarters have changed, the ministers changed. Here it's signs and wonders. Here it's faith. And signs and wonders leave. How much? 56 57 a.d first Corinthians written 56 57 a.d apostle paul writes tells us what the gospel is revelation was given to him it's different it's changed it's something happened right here in acts 15 it's changed yeah you go from israel being the head nation right Yep. you go from all the focus being on israel Now, Paul says, henceforth, I go to the Gentiles. Three to four different times. Acts 7, Acts 13, Acts 18, and final nail in the coffin is Acts 28. Henceforth, I go to the Gentiles. Amen. According to Romans 15, amen, Paul's a minister of the Gentiles. Jesus Christ is a minister to the circumcision. understand? Galatians chapter number 2. Peter, James, and John are ministers to the circumcision to the Jews. Paul's a minister to the uncircumcision, to Gentiles. Everything's changed and it's based on the Jews' rejection. They reject God the Father. They reject God the Son. They reject God the Holy Ghost. They reject God the Father by killing John the Baptist. They reject God the Son by killing John the Son. God the Son. But they reject God the Holy Ghost by rejecting the ministry of Stephen. And God says, I'm done. And everything changes at the end of Acts chapter number 7. You go from a corporate salvation to an individual salvation. And Acts 8, an individual gets saved. Acts 9, an individual gets saved. Acts 10, an individual gets saved. It's no longer a corporate salvation. Israel was going to get born again in one day as a nation. Ezekiel 36 and 7. Amen. And Isaiah 65 or 66. A nation born in one day. That's not going to happen over here at the end of the tribulation when Israel gets born again as a nation. Until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. You're under the grace of God. Under the New Testament. Listen, the New Testament was instituted here. Nobody knew about it until over here. You understand? Yeah. It was instituted, but they didn't know about it there. It wasn't even preached there. Right. People better get their Bibles straightened out, man. Yeah. They're going to die and go to hell. And until then, they're going to be preaching doctrines of the devil, and people's going to be fouled up. Right. It's a free gift. Eternal life. And the gospel of Christ. Amen. Is not the gospel which Christ preached. Amen. (laughs) Let me say that again for you. For those of you taking notes on YouTube. The gospel which Christ preached is not the gospel of Christ. Amen. The gospel Christ preached is the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. Amen. All through this ministry right here, Jesus Christ preached the gospel of the kingdom of heaven you know what that is <laughs> that's way out here the millennium that's what Jesus Christ was preaching you better get it you better get it right you die and go to hell say so what are you preaching on today eternal security say so what are you saying I'm telling you a gentile saved by grace and faith alone amen amen let's go to John chapter number 10. John's gospel comes out with the Pauline revelation in it John chapter number 10 look what it says in verse 9 I am the door by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and go in and out and find what pastor you go in through Jesus Christ you got to turn line look what it says verse 27 my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me I give unto them what Eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hands. I, my Father, are one. Listen. Jesus Christ came offered salvation to the Jew. He came unto his own, but his own what? They received him not. They rejected him. And so therefore, he gave him a second chance after Calvary, and they still rejected him. And so God says, when I was offering my sheep corporately, I'll give it to you individually. And I get it individually. One at a time, he'll go and save the Gentiles. Amen. And a Jew can get in on it independently. Amen. Individually, if he'll come to Christ and receive him. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Right? To the Jew first and also the Greek. the Greek. What? For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also the Greek. What did Israel do? They rejected it. You know what I do? I received it. When I received Him, I get eternal life. And it's a free gift. Amen? It ain't based upon how I lived. It's based upon what he did. Right? Let's turn to Romans chapter 5. The book of Romans is written to us. It's written to Europeans, right? Romans. And the Roman Catholic Church rejects the book of Romans. Uh-huh. You never hear them preaching salvation out of Romans. They reject it. They don't want to go back over here. Yep. They don't want to go under the Old Testament work system. That's right. They want to tell you that faith is in the church will get you through. But damn your soul to hell! Yeah. You better, you better, you better get under Paul's message. What's Paul's message? Acts sixteen thirty one. What's Acts sixteen thirty one? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Hey. Romans five, verse eight. God commended His love toward us and then while we were what? Yet sinners, Christ what? He knew who you were. He knew who He was dying for. He was dying for sinners. Look at verse 6. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for who? He knew he He died for the ungodly. He died for sinners. Verse 10. For if when we were what? Enemies. Listen, He died for sinners. He died for the ungodly. He died for his enemies. He knew we were good for nothing scandals and couldn't keep the commandments. What makes you think it's required for me to live it now as I've done blown it? Yeah. Done messed it up. It's impossible for me to trust the law and keeping the commandments to get me in. Keep the commandments plus faith, plus being baptized, plus living a holy, clean life. You're not as f- a pecan pie. Let's read verse 9. Verse 9. Much more than being what? Now. Right now. This moment. I've been saying this for 30 years. It's still now. Every time I read it, it's still now. It's a present tense. Always. Yeah. Right. I'm being now justified. Justified. Never sinned. I got complete. 100% righteousness. God looks at me as though I never have sinned nor could I ever sin. Amen. Because when he sees me, he sees the blood of the Lamb of God applied to my soul and my life. And that's guaranteed price to get me to heaven with the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what ransomed me. That's what redeemed me. That's what, amen, forgave me through his blood. And I got the blood applied. And so therefore the gift is attached. It's forever. I'm forever clean and pure in God's eyes. Amen. Through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We shall be saved from wrath. How? Through my water baptism? How? Through my keeping the commandments? How? Through Him? I'm saved from wrath. I don't have to worry about facing the wrath of God, period, at any time whether it's the tribulation period or whether it's in hell for eternity. I will never face it because the wrath of God was poured out on the Son of God for me and I accepted a substitute's atonement for me. He was substituted, amen, He took His place because He took my place. Amen. We exchanged a sinful life for a sinless life. Yeah. And I was given that sinless life. Christ was judged in my stead. So therefore, I'm forgiven in His stead. Yeah. I have eternal life based on the merits of Jesus Christ, right. not on the merits of Cliff Park. Yep. Praise God. Amen. So what are you doing, preacher? I'm just believing the book, how it's written, yeah. to whom it's written. Right. This is written to me. Matthew, Acts, and Hebrews wasn't written to me. It's written for me. But it wasn't written to me. Right. This is written to me. This is my chapter. Your chapter, if you're here, 2015 A.D. This is written to you. Verse 10. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God, made one, how? By the death of His Son. See that? Much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved, how? (laughs) How shall we be saved? By His life. I'm saved by my life. It's by Him.
1: It's what He did.
0: Listen, I'm going to heaven based on the merits of Jesus Christ and what He did. He fulfilled the law. He fulfilled righteousness. When well, John the Baptist, seen Him coming, and He came to John to be baptized of Him. He said, Suffered to be so. He said, To fulfill all righteousness. You got to be water baptized. He was baptized for me. Yeah. <laughs> there's a water baptism needs it he f- fulfilled it He said what are you preaching for i'm preaching substitutionary atonement right i received him he fulfilled the law from the day he was born to the day he died he kept every commandment so therefore when he kept the sabbath amen which they denied that he did but he kept the Sabbath. He fulfilled the law. He did that which always pleased the Father. Amen. Whether it's through baptism. Whether it's through his birth. Whether it's through the blood that he shed on Calvary. I get all his righteousness imputed to me. My salvation is based on his baptism. His righteousness. Not on mine. Amen. For if when we were reconciled to God. Amen. By the death of his son, much more we shall be reconciled. Or we shall be saved. How? By his life. Not only so, we also join God through our Lord Jesus, by whom we have what? Now, receive the atonement. <laughs> Woo! Amen. I received the atonement. I'm forgiven. The price has been paid. He doesn't ask more out of my flesh than what his son already paid. His son paid the price in the flesh. He was beaten. Amen. He was smitten of God. God took it out on him. He was smitten. How? For me. Amen. All the smiting that will ever be done to me was done to Christ. All the whipping that was ever done to Christ will never be placed upon me. And these men that want to tell you you're going to go to the judgment seat and get spanked, they're lunatics. Yep. It was meted out in Christ on cows. Man, why do they want to take a millennial passage and apply it to the church? They're lunatics. They're nuttier than a fruitcake. Fruitcake don't have nuts, does it? Amen? I got eternal life. I'm going to live forever. It's a gift. Look at at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 10 number 5 these people just don't believe what they're reading amen it's about time to well but well but you just stay out of the kingdom passages yeah amen stay out of the book of Matthew when you're trying to put me in a millennial setting and tell me that the way people got to live in the millennium is the way you got to live in the church age it ain't the same right so I did know you're not even talking to the same people 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made what? The righteousness of God had in him. You know what he did? He imputed it to be his righteousness. See what's that mean? I've, I've been charged with his righteousness. Romans chapter number 4. Romans chapter number 4. <laughs> I'm getting to heaven based on what Christ did, not on what I did. Amen. And God said, You believe that? I said, Yeah, I believe that. He said, All right, I'll give you eternal life. You can live forever. Amen. You take my son, sure, okay? Yeah. Yeah. He said, now that you've taken my son, now that you trusted him, there's some ways and manners I want you to live. I want you to live according to the name you represent. I want your life to represent what you professed. <laughs> you got eternal life. Why don't you like and now you are a son of God, so why don't you live like you're a child of God? Right. Because you're saved. Not in order to earn salvation. No, oh, by the way, it's forever, and I'll never take it away. But I can snuff your life out. I can chase you. I can whoop you. I can rob you of the millennium as far as the raining. Right? Romans 4, verse 3. Theme of the church. what? Saith the scripture, That's the theme of the church. Amen. Abraham believed God, and it was counted on him for righteousness. To him that worketh is reward, not breaking of grace, but of debt. Every preacher is trying to tell you: you gotta keep a commandment, you gotta keep a law, you gotta be baptized, you gotta do something. That's a debt, it's an obligation. God is obligated to give you eternal life based on your merits and efforts and what you've done, you'll end up in hell. Why? Because you've attempted to atone for your own soul by doing something to earn it. That'll earn you a spot in hell. Amen. Verse 5, But the hand that worketh what? How come these clowns don't want to go to this passage and study this passage of Scripture written to them? They want to go to Acts. They want to go to Hebrews. They want to go to Matthew. All transitional books. How God transitioned from Old Testament to New Testament. From Israel to the church. Amen. And then Hebrews takes you from the church back to Israel. All transitional books. That's right. They don't want to go to the book that's given to them. The church. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth them, God his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also described the blessedness of a man on whom the God imputeth righteousness. How? Without works. Hallelujah. Saying blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. <laughs> Caleb, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. God poured His blessing on me. It's not based on how I live. It's what I did with the son. He said, will you take him? I said, oh, yes. And I took the son. You ready? The doctrine of imputation. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. I'll never ever be charged with my sin. You know why? Because Christ was charged with it. Yeah. He paid the prices. Let's forget it. Yep. If I get charged with my sin, that's double jeopardy. And God will never allow double jeopardy to happen to one of His children. You know what He did? Look at chapter 4. Look at verse 15. Because the law worketh wrath, right? For where no, for where no law is, there is, huh? No transgression, right? Let's go to second, or Colossians 2. Colossians chapter number two, where no wall is, there's what? No transgression. Can I? Can I? Can I? Uh, show you something here? <laughs> you want some help? Hello, you on YouTube? Want some help? I turn the security. You still hanging in there? I'm going to help you. Look at verse twelve. Buried with him in baptism. That's not ours. That's his. Amen. Wherein also you are risen. How? With him, how through the operation of or through the faith of the operation of God, Amen. God's soul saving surgeon, who hath raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and circumcision of your uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you what? Only the trespasses you committed up to the point you trusted. All trespasses, Amen. Past, present, future, everyone been forgiven. Blotting out the handwriting of the ordinance that it was against us, contrary to, it, to us. Took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. You know what he did? This, this is the law. Yep. Where no law is, there is no transgression. You know what he did? He took the, the law. He nailed it to Jesus Christ. Yep. He nailed it to the cross. Amen. When I was a pew to God's righteousness, the thing that condemned me was nailed to the cross. Took it out of the way. settled it's done god said it's complete it's not based on how i live he took it out of the way it's based on what i did with his son it's removed it's nailed to the cross hallelujah the thing that condemned me was nailed to the cross hallelujah my sins my breaking this was nailed to the cross it's taken out of the way and where no law is there's no transgression Amen. If I break the commandments after I've been saved, it's already been dealt with at Calvary. So therefore, I got liberty to serve and walk and live and move and have life. Because it was measured and meted out at Calvary. That's right. Would to God these people see that. What are you excited about? Done. (laughs) It's done. It's finished. Ain't nothing left for me to do. It's complete. Colossians 2.11, 2.10, what's it say? Year what? Complete in. <laughs> Woo! I'm complete. Body, soul, spirit. We ought to have recess. We ought to just take off and shout a while run around the building. say, so why? Because it's all taken care of. i got I to finish there. I'm out of time. We'll pick it up next week. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for completing me. In Jesus' name.